if you have a day off, why are you checking emails? Why are you replying to messages? So when we talk about setting clear boundaries, we're talking about being assertive. I am not going to check my work phone and my work laptop outside of office hours. I am not going to take my work-related devices with me on holidays. I am not going to spend weekends that I'm supposed to be relaxing, working extra hours. You have to set those boundaries. Welcome back to the What's Up and What's Next podcast, the greatest podcast of all times. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for your energy. And thank you so much for your commitment. I appreciate you so much. I appreciate the fact that you're here. I appreciate the fact that you're giving me your time. And I appreciate the fact that you are here willing to commit to your self-growth. Let's get right into it. But before we do, hit the follow button, hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. That helps the podcast so, so much. Now, today's episode is about work-life balance. And I have to say this as a statement. For those of you who have been listening to the podcast since the very beginning, you will know that in season one, episode 14, we did an episode on work-life balance with Simran Aurora. I'm hoping I pronounced Simran's uh, surname properly, but apologies if I didn't, Simran. But that episode with Simran Number 14 in season one on work-life balance was such a good episode because Simran defined for herself what she believes is work-life balance and she gave us practical action and tips on how to build, create and sustain work-life balance. So it's a great episode. I recommend that you go and listen to it if you are into or interested in work-life balance. But now, two seasons later, I have felt the need to bring that topic back. And of course, Simran's not here and I'm doing the episode by myself. But first of all, I just want to say a big shout out to Simran because back then when we did that episode on work-life balance, I felt like the feedback from you guys who listen to the podcast every week was insanely positive and that you got a lot of insights from it. So... Big shout out to Simran. Thank you for doing that episode. If you're listening, if you're not listening, I'm still thanking you anyways. (laughs) But today, today is about bringing that topic back because two seasons later, I asked myself, what is one of the things that people are still struggling with? And a lot of it is still work-life balance. So I thought, let me bring it back. Let me bring it back and let me shed some practicality, some further practicality to it. So today, I'm going to share with you the 10 tips for work-life balance, how you can achieve it, how you can build it, how you can maintain it, how you can sustain it, and how you can live it. Because a lot of us know about work-life balance as a theoretical concept. Majority of us don't understand that work-life balance is a practical concept. First of all, the word balance is often misunderstood. It's often misleading. Because when you think of balance, you think about equality. You think about 50-50. But how can you have equality and 50-50 when you spend majority of your day at work and only a few hours at home? 
Surely there's no way you can achieve equality. So straight away, we are deconstructing what balance actually means. When you look up the dictionary definition, there is a statement in the dictionary definition of balance that says that it's about the correct proportions. This is important. That, that is so important. Balance is about the correct proportions. Now, the correct proportions could be like 50-50. They could be like 80-20. They could be like 75-25. They could be 40-60. They could be anything that is correct for you, that is appropriate for you. The correct proportions or the appropriate proportions does not have to necessarily mean 50-50. The dictionary says this. So just from that, we understand that balance does not mean equal. Balance means the most suitable for you. Because when you say the correct proportions, who defines the correct proportions? You do, right? Who defines the appropriate proportions? You do. So as we go through this episode and we go through it in a very practical way. I want you to understand that I am telling you that balance isn't 50-50, that you're not trying to achieve the same amount of hours at work as you are in your personal life. Because by default, you already spend the majority of your day at work. So that's not even feasible to begin with. And if I remember back then as well, when I did this episode with Simran as a guest, she said that it was about what suits her and her needs, how it fits around her lifestyle. Work-life balance is about fitting her lifestyle into that balance. She never said 50-50. She said fitting it around her lifestyle, fitting it around what works for her. And that's what I'm trying to emphasize here, is that the definition of balance and what we believe to be balance is often misconstrued by society. So let's dive in. The first tip is set clear boundaries. One of the first steps towards achieving work-life balance is to set clear boundaries between your work and your personal life. And this is very simple, okay? This doesn't have to be complicated. If you work a 9 to 5, then you shouldn't be checking your phone at 11 p.m. at night. And I'm talking about your work phone, not your personal phone. I'm talking about your work phone. Surely you shouldn't be checking it at 11 p.m. in the night if you're doing a 9 to 5. If you are on holiday from work, surely you shouldn't take your work laptop with you. Oh, but just in case, no, no, there's no such thing as just in case. If you're on a holiday, if you have a day off, why are you checking emails? Why are you replying to messages? So when we talk about setting clear boundaries, we're talking about being assertive. I am not gonna check my work phone and my work laptop outside of office hours. I am not going to take my work-related devices with me on holidays. I am not going to spend weekends that I'm supposed to be relaxing, working extra hours. You have to set those boundaries. And I'm not telling you what you should do or you shouldn't do. I know that's how it's coming across here. But what I am saying is, these are examples of boundaries that you can set. And if you feel like that's not, like if you want to work overtime, if you want to work on the weekends, if you feel like that's the clear boundary for you, that's fair. I'm not here to judge you. I'm here to try and educate you about what I think is the way of doing things. And the way of doing things isn't do left or do right. The way of doing things is when you're doing left or when you're doing right, Keep in mind what boundary are you setting. So if you work the weekends, and that's the boundary that you've set for yourself, is that a boundary 
that you can keep up to. If it is, amazing. If it isn't, then you have to take a step back because people at work are going to expect you to work every weekend if you work every weekend. It just makes sense. So again, I'm not judging you. I'm not telling you what to do. But when you set clear boundaries, understand when are you switched on at work and when are you switched off from work. Number two, prioritize your tasks and activities. How many of us don't prioritize? Like you just go to work and you're trying to get everything you can in your to-do list done, but your to-do list is not going to end. Your to-do list keeps on growing. There has to be the top three things. This is a, a thing that I've heard about, which is what are the top three things that you need to get done today? And, and if for you there's more than three, okay, fine. What are the top five? What are the top six? But identify what is the highest priority items that you need to get done today that you must get done today. Don't look at your to-do list and say, I have to do everything today. Because you're gonna be chasing an endless cycle of not getting stuff done and you're gonna feel unaccomplished because of it. So prioritize, what is it that you need, must get done on that day? Number three, take care of your physical and mental health. This one is so crucial because when we talk about work-life balance, we're not just talking about balancing the time that you spend at work and in your personal life. So it's not just about the quantity of the time. It's about the quality of the time. Are you taking days to relax? Are you taking days to rest? Are you being mindful of when you feel slightly stressed or burned out? And are you taking the right measures to make sure that you don't get to a place of no return with burnout, with stress, with overload, with overload. Are you exercising? Are you sleeping properly? Right? That's, that's a big one. Are you sleeping properly? Again, it's not just about the quantity of that sleep. It's about the quality of that sleep. Your physical and your mental health play a big, big part in work-life balance. So remember, the quality of your well-being is going to define the quality of your output in both your work life and your personal life. Number four, make time for the things that matter to you. This is huge. Like I know for a fact that a lot of us are just in this rat race. You know, all we do is eat, work, sleep, repeat. <laughs> That's a very real cycle for most people. Are you making time for things that matter to you? If you love reading books, are you making time to read books? If you love exercising, are you making time to exercise? And again, this is part of what feeds into your mental and physical well-being. If you never do things that matter to you, you are going to eventually feel tired and exhausted of the life that you live in without realizing that that was the life that you were creating the whole time. So make time for things that matter to you. Number five, seek support and help when needed. <sighs> this is huge. Most of us are going through struggles, if not all of us. Some of those are more severe, some of those are more intense, some of those are more deep than others. But regardless of the intensity of the depth of that struggle, you should always feel comfortable in seeking support and help when needed. 
if you are stressed at work or you have too much on your plate, speak to your boss. Tell, tell your boss, be honest, hey, I have a lot on my plate right now and I am struggling to manage it. That doesn't make you a bad employee. It makes you a human. You're not a robot, you're a human. It doesn't make you a bad employee to say to your manager, hey, I have a lot going on right now and I'm, I'm struggling a little bit. That makes you a human being and your manager will probably be able to support you. A good manager, this, is, this holds true, right? A good manager will be able to support you. And I'm giving the example of a manager, but man, seek help from anyone that you know could help. Number six, learn to say no. This is um, one of the things that I think when I, when I think back to the episode with Simran on work-life balance, the biggest thing that I remember she saying in that episode was, if you never say no, you're always going to say yes. And people don't respect people who say yes all the time. They respect people who say yes and no, depending on the time. It was something along those lines, I'm paraphrasing, but this was my takeaway of what she said. So don't be Mr. or Miss Yes Man and Yes Woman. Be realistic, learn to say no. The truth is saying no is not a bad thing. It's an essential part of achieving work-life balance. When you say no to things that are not important or do not align with your values and goals, you are making space for the things that matter to you. You are saying yes to your own needs and priorities. You are taking control of your own life. Understand that saying no is not bad. Saying no is good. Number seven, be present and mindful. This is something that I found in my early years in the corporate world that was happening a lot, which was when I was at work, I was constantly thinking about the fact that I couldn't wait to be home. And when I was home, I couldn't stop thinking about work stuff. And so I was achieving absolutely nothing. I was not focused when I was at work and I was not present when I was at home. Let me say that again. I wasn't focused when I was at work and I wasn't present when I was at home. This is a trap that we fall into when we don't have that work-life balance line clear to us. And so my tip here is be present and be mindful. When you're at work, focus on work, double down on work. When you're at home, be present with your family. Double down on being with your family. Number eight, make time for relaxation and fun. So this is one of those things that I kind of like struggled a lot, <laughs> which was like making time to relax and have fun. When you're on autopilot, you sometimes forget that relaxing and having fun are essential parts of life. And the worst thing that you want in your life is getting to the end of your life and realizing that you never relaxed, that you never had fun, that your life was always just autopilot, that your life was always just work, 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 that your life was just not a life. You were so focused on making a living that you forgot to make a life. Number nine, delegate and outsource. This is an effective way to achieve work-life balance, which is, okay, you delegate and you outsource tasks 
and responsibilities that you cannot do or that you simply do not want to do. This means assigning tasks and responsibilities to others who, one, are willing to help you with them, which in turn frees up your time, in turn it frees up your energy, in turn it gives you back time, in turn it gives you back energy for the things that are most important to you. For example, when you're at work and you work in a team, you don't have to do everything. You know, your team is there to support you and you can certainly support them. It's a two-way street. So think about this when you are feeling overwhelmed with work-related tasks. Think about if you can get your team to support you. Think about how you can support your team. Again, it goes two ways, right? Number 10, create a positive work environment. Achieving work-life balance is easier when you have a positive work environment. This means having a workplace that is supportive, having a workplace that is respectful, having a workplace that is conducive to, conducive to work-life balance. When you have a positive work environment, you feel more fulfilled, you feel happier at work, and in turn, you feel happier at home. And vice versa, and again, I'm going to bring another insight from the episode with Simran on work-life balance, which was, I remember her saying that when she feels great at work, as a byproduct of that, she feels great at home. And the vice versa could happen as well, which was when you feel great at home, you bring that energy to work. So what we're talking about here, and again, I'm paraphrasing what she said, but my interpretation is that we're just talking about transfer of energy, right? When you feel great in your personal life, you bring that energy into your work life. When you feel great into your work life, you bring that energy into your personal life and you start a cycle. And of course, the opposite also happens. Like if you feel bad in your life or if you're going to stuff in your personal life, you might bring that negative or low energy into your work life and it affects that cycle. But you get the point is how can you create a positive work environment? But more importantly, I want to modify this tip actually. How can you create a positive environment? I'm not, I don't even want to be specific here. I'm not just talking about work environment. I'm talking about your personal environment. How can you foster a positive environment, right? Because that is the cycle that you're going to fall into is one area is going to affect the other. And as life coaches, we, we were trained to understand that one area of your life can affect all the other areas of your life. If your health is not that great, it's going to affect your professional life. It's going to affect your relationship life. If your relationship life is not that great, it's going to affect your family life. It's going to affect your friendship life. If you're, do you know what I'm saying? Like it, I could go on and on and on, but you get my point. My point is your life gets affected by different factors and all of them, they might seem like they're separate, but they all have some element of connection. There's connection points across all the elements of our life. There is connection points across all the aspects of our life. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. I wanted it to be something that we talk about this year. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You now have two episodes on work-life balance. Please, please don't just listen to this episode and 
go about your life. No, no, no. Listen to this episode and go reflect on your life. I guarantee you that when you reflect on the takeaways from today, you will come out with a lot of insights and realizations and it will be so helpful for you. Please share this episode with your friends, your family, your co-workers, especially your co-workers because I know they will benefit from this one. And thank you so much for your time. Hit the follow button, hit the subscribe button, leave us a review. It helps the podcast massively. And if you've enjoyed today's episode, then please make sure to listen to the next podcast to find out what's up and what's next. <laughs>